Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to this week's Geek Town Radio. Uh, this week, it sees the return of... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Chris! Hello! <laughs> Hello! Oh, I like that intro. I love that intro. My mother would be very proud. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it needed something grandiose for the, for the fact that you're back on the podcast after months of being away, so... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I took a bit of sabbatical in life for a for a for a couple of months. Yeah. So yeah. Yes, yes. You you were off helping out with the, your your partner's play, weren't you? So, so yes. So uh, yeah, it's been a been a crazy couple of months, but uh, yeah. So hopefully I'll be doing doing a lot more now, especially as I will be moving house literally down the road <laughs> yes. from you. So, uh, yeah, that will be useful because because we can actually do it in person. Because you've kind of got to drive past me to get home now. So, so there's no excuse, is there? No, <laughs> it's all no, no so, excuse uh, yeah, at all. Damn it. So um, yes, so uh, but but we've got more people doing the show than we had, I think, probably when you left as well. So so you're not yeah. having to to come on as frequently, which is quite useful. <laughs> um, so yes, how have you been? What have you been up to? What have you been watching? God, it's been a quite a while now. So it's sort of like where where do you begin? <laughs> um, oh well, I have after months of saying I didn't like it, I've finished Gotham season one <laughs> uh, at last. Good. And once once I got over the the the, the corniness of it, um, I quite enjoyed it. It's quite easy watching, and I kind of fell in love. But in a purely platonic way, with Fish Mooney and Penguin and <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah, I've uh, I've just finished watching that, which was marvellous. Um, very excited to see that Orphan Black is back on, uh, yes. back on Netflix. Yes, uh, but it's a it's a week weekly new episode each week, which is driving me mad because I just <laughs> want to binge watch it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Um, what else? Um, I can never pronounce it, so I'm just going to make up a word. The Chronicles of Shinananananarara. Ah, yes, uh, yes. Um, I haven't which, caught that yet, but yes, I, there's a few people mentioning that on the site. It's it's good. Again, once you get over the um, low-budget elf ears, <laughs> sometimes poor acting. Not all the time, but sometimes. Yeah. It's actually, I quite enjoy it, but I, quite, I love the books. Um, so I'm quite enjoying that. Um, I've been reading a lot. I've still reading lots of graphic novels, but I've been actually reading like real books with lots of pages. <laughs> in. Um, Amanda would be proud. <laughs> I know. I know. I've been saying like things. Um, me, uh, Myra, Myra Grant, uh, a book called Feed. 
if you like your zombie books, it's worth reading. Um, it is about um, a group, well, zombie invasion across the world, zombie apocalypse, rather, that sort of thing. And it follows a group of journalists or bloggers. Um, and there's different types of bloggers. There's news bloggers. There's They're called Steve Irwin bloggers who go out and, like, poke zombies with sticks to try to <laughs> like, prompt them to fight so they can film them and stuff. Yeah. But it's about like the breakout. Um, and they're, ironically, the story's about them following the campaign trail of, well, the presidential elections in America oh. whilst zombie apocalypse is happening. So <laughs> world, the world is moving on, we think. The zombies are present, but the world, world is still moving on. And it's about the, the uh, presidential election. That was fantastic, but I think there is a second one, I think, called Deadline, um, which I'm presuming is in that series, but that was well worth reading. Um, finished a book called Day uh, The Three by a lady called Sarah Lotz. Um, okay. About an, a series of airplane crashes across the world. I think it was four altogether. And in each airplane, there was a single child that survived. Um, they don't know whether they're aliens, they don't know whether they're monsters. It's very strange, and the ending doesn't explain anything, but it's a fantastic <laughs> ending. But there is a sequel. Well, there's another book called Day Four, which is set on a ship, which isn't technically a sequel, but kind of apparently kind of explains the next one a little bit more. Right. That's a read. And finally, American Gods. I'm making my way through the book of that, the Neil Gaiman one, because I know that's coming on TV soon. Yes. Um Game-wise, I'm rushing this because I've got a lot to catch up on. <laughs> uh, Fallout 4, I've um, been playing that quite a lot. Yes. Uh, and Battlefront as well, Star Wars Battlefront playing. I need to get, it, I need to get back into that. It's, it's, I mean, I, I shouldn't have paid the full price when I brought it. It's, it is a good game. It wasn't worth that initial, like, 50 quid on, yeah. on PlayStation. Um, but the DLCs are making up for it, but... Some of the a lot of the DLCs, the bigger DLCs, you have to pay for, pay them <laughs> for, and they are good, but you're having to shell out even more money. So it's quite an expensive game. Yeah, but it's yeah, getting getting there. So uh, so yeah, so and yeah, lots of other things. But we'll catch up with that in a bit because I know there's a couple of TV programs we're going to talk about. So. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? Are you all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had a bit of time off ill in between, and uh, uh, yeah, no. I'm uh, uh, back to reasonably full strength at this point. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, trying to think what I've been watching recently. Uh, the Five I'm still watching on uh, Sky One, which has been really good. That's that's about a, a group of friends who discover what they they've sort of starts off with them as children and um their the little brother of one of the guys goes missing and uh skip forward 20 years um they're in various jobs one of them's a police um officer and he gets called to a crime scene where the dna of the little brother is found at the crime scene right, so, okay um that's been a really interesting it's it's almost kind of bbc-ish kind of show but it's on sky one yeah um but really good really really well written um as somebody pointed out i said it was from a book it's not actually from a book but it's written by a guy who's primarily an author uh which is why, why it confused me but uh yeah it's uh that that's brilliant um really well worth checking out so that's been really good uh i've been watching the second season of gotham um 
which is focused a lot more on the villains. Um, So that's been really good. If you like the first season, the second season kind of ramps things up even more. So... um, uh, no fish Mooney yet, although I am I am led to believe she turns up at some point. I hated that character, so I was quite glad she was really. <laughs> yeah, oh, I just found yeah, her I, so annoying. I, I don't like Jada Pinkett Smith. I'm sorry, Jada Pinkett Smith, if you if you're listening to Kita, <laughs> she kind of just like with with her political political correctness gone wrong and yes. uh, the whole boycotting of awards and that stuff. But uh, I I quite liked fish mooney as a character right um but yeah penguin's still the best one yeah penguin <laughs> penguin's really good um riddler is or or rather they're starting to develop riddler as a character yep. as riddler now as well um so that and and um cory i can't remember his last name but Corey, what's his face? Who plays uh, that character? He's who plays Eg- Edward Nigma. Um, he's, he's doing a brilliant job, and he's certainly sort of taking, taking, still taking second place to Penguin. But uh, you know, he's um, he's doing really well. It's a really nice yeah. performance, um, and the kid as well uh, that plays Bruce. Oh no, he, he's they just brilliant. Get rid of that. They just need to get rid of that whole storyline. His <laughs> pants. His pants. Yeah. That that w- gets picked up and works quite a lot better um, in the second season. Um, okay. It, yeah, I, I enjoyed that quite a lot more. I know. I know what you mean. If you've only seen the first season, it can be a bit irritating, but um, he he works quite a lot better in the second season, I think. And I okay. do think he's a really good actor. I think that kid's really good. Um, so that's that's been great i don't think anything else new i've watched this week um other than the obvious uh, which we haven't got to have yet you, <laughs> <laughs> have you called have you been watching the colony yes on... yeah um what do you, I, have you caught that what did you think i i watched the first episode we watched the first yeah we watched the first one um yeah i didn't quite know what to make of it like i quite enjoyed it yeah um but there was another alien thing on a couple of months ago that we caught, and that was like a two or three parter. Um, oh yes, I know the one you mean. Uh, based on a on a was it Arthur C. Clarke novel? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that one was fantastic. That yeah. one was brilliant. Although the ending was a bit like what? Because obviously, it just jump speeds to four thousand years in the future, or whatever after that yeah. trip. Yeah. Um, or four hundred rather. Um, but the yeah, Connolly. Uh, yeah, I'm quite in, quite enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to make of it yet, so I need to watch more of it. But I've only caught the first one. But I, uh, yeah, I'm quite enjoying that actually. Yeah, I I think it's it's been quite good. I mean, there's a lot of those sort of alien invasion things, but um, uh, what's quite nice about it is the fact that they're not showing the aliens at all at the moment. Yeah. You know, other than the sort of bots that they send down. Um whether we'll get to see them at some point, I don't know. But it, it's I find that kind of interesting that it's about it's basically just about the occupation and about the humans yeah. and how they're dealing with it and how some people are sympathizers and some people aren't and you know um the rebellion and, and that sort of thing. Um yeah. so it's an interesting twist on it, I think. And uh, I'm I'm quite enjoying that. Yeah, it's been quite yeah. good. I did going back to that other one though, when when they had the big reveal of the alien. Spoiler alert if anybody's not watched it yet. Yeah. Um but when they did the reveal of the alien and he was basically Lucifer. 
yes. alien was Lucifer. Yeah. And it was Charles was it Charles Dance. Charles, it was Charles Dance, Dance yeah. as Lucifer. Which is amazing. Yeah, it but is. It was like, oh, it was so bizarre that was. Yeah. No, I I really enjoyed that. I'm trying for the uh what was it called? Childhood Childhood End, I think it was called. Yes. That one. Yeah. 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 Um, childhood end or children's end or something like that. Um, yeah, but that I I did really enjoy it. And as a one-off thing, I think works really really well. Um, They've so. done some really good like one-offs, like that very those short like two three episodes, like the hour and hour and twenty minute long episodes. Um, Sky have done some fantastic ones of those. I know yeah. we're going to talk about some more in a bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're really pumping them out at the moment, and they are they're really good. For you. But a lot of them, you just want to. Go, I wish they were longer. I wish there were more episodes because they are that good. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. With with some of them, if they're an adaptation of a book, I, I'm kind of glad they don't try yeah. and string them out. You know, I think with yeah. that, it would have been a mistake to try and string that out over. Yeah, it was an interesting show, but I I, I like the fact that I mean, I, I've not read the source material, so I don't know how faithful it was, but it felt like yeah. it probably was quite faithful to the to the uh to the you know as an adaptation to the book so i don't know uh i i do like the fact that they are doing those sort of things though it's really good um they've done some really nice ones and and speaking of book adaptations of course the big thing that came back this week was (laughs) game of thrones um yes which uh you have seen as well haven't you i have i have i watched it last night so uh so we may spoil this a little bit but uh so what, what did you think um i enjoyed it um i it took me a while to remember what had happened yeah um, because it's been a while so i was still patching together things i normally i buy in between when it comes out i usually buy the blu-rays and catch up (laughs) i haven't had a chance yet um no but i enjoyed it um there were the obvious deaths the poor characters that have come back for like five minutes and then been killed off again to start <laughs> yeah. the series and something for them. But um yeah, there were some inevitable deaths. Um the whole Jon Snow um storyline, what's gonna happen yeah. with that. Tilly's is not he's not gonna be dead. Well, I mean um, I, I don't know. I I I, my my gut feeling is she's gonna turn him into a white walker or something of that description. They looked at his, like, I don't know if it was me and whether it was just the colour on my <laughs> TV. But after they removed the body, they were looking at the blood. And then when he when they laid him on the bench, one, one of his, like, friends was, like, rubbing the blood in his fingers. And he looked a weird, like, he looked black. He looked a different colour. Yeah. Or whether that was on TV. <laughs> I don't know. Be. I'm not sure. But they, they, it was just the way they were looking at a bit more. Um, they, they, like, I say cliffhanger, the end sequence with, Melisandre, though, yes. was a bit. What? What's going on there? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a. It was a strange. Um, it was a good ending, but it is a strange ending um, to yeah. to the opening episode. But um, but yeah, I I just feel that with Melisandre being in Castle Black and you know, Jon Snow's dead body still being there, um, I, I I just get the feeling that that those two are going to end up. Um, or you know, she's going to end up bringing him back in some way. Um, is, is my feeling, but yeah. but yeah, I thought thought it was a decent decent opening episode. Um, we're on to a point where they haven't got the books to follow right now. So um, yeah. and there are there is talk of of they they have got um, renewed for for another season, um, obviously. But yeah. um, 
they are talking like this might be the last one. So I don't know what people are going to do when that, that finishes. But <laughs> well, the rumours, I, I didn't read the article in all honesty, but some, I didn't, was, it was Vice or GameSpot, some page that I follow on Facebook said something about a spin-off series following some of the some of the lesser known uh, characters. Okay. I don't know whether that is a complete speculation or whether there's any truth to the rumor, I don't know, but um yeah, they, I guess it would make it would make sense once the books have ended. But um yes, maybe do TV something. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to do something to replace that. I mean, it there's there's two things that come to mind because because one you could like carry on milking that that cow or um the other thing is that frees up an awful lot of money at hbo um to try something else at yeah. that point so do they then go for something different and and you know create another massive kind of show i mean nothing no other tv show is is filmed on the scale of game of thrones i mean you know two units at all times filming across three or four or five locations around the world it's incredible the machine that that show is so um you know it, i mean you could probably get two normal shows out of the budget that they must yeah. use to do game of thrones so uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, I don't know. You know, it may be a case of, of they run it for another series, maybe two series, and, and that'll be it. Because they, they can only take it so much further because they're yeah. working off outlines at this point. So the writing duties must have got a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, I mean, it's good to see that they're introducing, I mean, Dawn are getting a bigger role yeah. um, in it now after the death of... Um, one of the um, Lannisters, yes, um, and the bit the one of the murders in the episode yesterday again that was very quick. Yeah. I wasn't quite expecting. No, <laughs> no, I, I wasn't expecting that at all. That was a that was a, a the weird thing with Game of Thrones is I wasn't expecting that, but it was nowhere near as shocking as as it possibly should have been. You know, because yeah. you sort of like it's Game of Thrones. This stuff happens. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, so. No, I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, looking forward to um, the rest of the series. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's been really good. It's um, it's definitely uh, still a top quality show. However, whichever way you cut it, I think so. Yeah, Pocket Harrington though. This is ungeeky related. He's in the West End at the moment. Yes, in uh, Doctor Faustus. Yes, um, the pictures look particularly gru- particularly grueling because he's in his pants showing off his body and um <laughs> but he's covered in blood uh, it's fantastic the story is a fantastic fantastic story but this show has been absolutely ripped apart oh, like no. he's been slated like oh, he's no. too, flam- too flamboyant he like he's always got gestures with his arms when he finishes a sentence a bit God. like me as i'm doing you can't see me but i'm waving my arms around right now um but yeah it's like oh poor poor kit harrington oh, <laughs> so, no. well, let, let's hope he gets another couple of series out of um yeah out of game of thrones you can't do i mean look you look at but he's silent hill as well uh when he was in that and he wasn't particularly great in that but oh dear yeah. oh well well, well, I mean, you know, he must have he must have saved some cash from from doing Game of Thrones, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Um, 
so uh, unless you've got, uh, I've not really seen any films or anything recently. So um, unless you've got anything else, so let's move on to some TV and film news. Let's do it. Big film and TV news this week. The big announcement happened on Saturday, which is that Doctor Who has a new companion, uh, who is a lady called Pearl Mackey. Um, she's playing a character called Bill. Um, it was announced in the middle randomly of match of the day. <laughs> Why I, they picked that, I, I have no clue. But uh, They're trying to get new audiences or something like that. Are audience figures just dropping? Or... For match of the day, maybe. I don't know. Um, no, I was thinking of Doctor Who and they tried to get more between <laughs> that. I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe it's some combination of the two. I'm not sure. But... Um, but yeah, so they they announced that uh, that there was a new companion. Um, it's uh, yeah, Pearl Mackey is the woman playing him. She's primarily a theatre actor. She graduated from the uh, Bristol Old Vic in 2010. She's currently performing in the National Theatre's West End production of The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, uh, which is fantastic, by the way. Is it absolutely amazing? It's if you, if you've not read the book, read the book. You can finish it in. A couple of hours the play is phenomenal go see it go see it cool good (laughs) (laughs) but yeah up till now primarily a theatre actor she has two screen credits on her imdb one of them is appropriately for an episode of doctors um and the other one is a uh, movie with martin freeman called svengali um and that's it so she's not particularly well known to to people that you know on tv um she starts during the 10th season we think although um she because the the way if you remember the way things are going with doctor who this year is it's not on tv this year until christmas where we get christmas special and then Stephen moffat's final um season will be next year and then chris chibnall takes over for the year after so um so yes there's no season of doctor who this year um so we think she starts in season 10, but I wouldn't put it past Stephen Moffat to have her pop up at some point in the Christmas special because if you remember how Jenny yeah. Coleman's character was introduced. Um, yeah. so, so, you know, that's perfectly possible. Um, it, she's, she's quite interesting. There's a little video of, of her and um, Peter Capaldi together uh, doing, you know, running away from Daleks, basically. Um <laughs> And uh, it's, she's, she's an interesting character. She's kind of fun. She's quite feisty. She's quite cheeky. Um, she's, she's cracking jokes quite a lot. Uh, she yeah. seems like quite a good foil for uh, Peter Capaldi's slightly more serious kind of doctor. Um, so I, yeah. I think it, it could work particularly well. There's also suggestions that I've seen online, and I don't know how true this is, that she may not actually come from now. Um, which I rather like the idea of. She's uh, right. the, the speculation is she comes from Earth, but she may be from the eighties. Um, okay, which is I, I rather like that idea. I like the fact yeah. that they've not picked somebody. That that if that is the case, that's really good because I'm getting kind of sick of him randomly turning up in, in you know now and picking somebody up. Why why yeah. not go to a different timeline and and pick somebody up? Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, okay, Clara was picked up as what Elizabethan or wherever it was. Victor Victorian kind of era but yeah but then she kind of jumped through time anyway so i you know it, it that that's kind of doesn't really count i i like the idea that it might be somebody not of of exactly this future but 
you know, sort of slightly in the past. I th- I think would be an interesting move. I think I mean I've not, I've not watched Doctor Who since the days of Matt Smith. Right. Um, so I'm well well behind. But to pose a philosophical question, what is now in terms of time? Because I mean, obviously, do, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a bloody time lord. It can go to whatever time well, that- he wants. Or what's that's now that's always been the thing that slightly annoyed me about the companions they've had recently you know they've all been perfectly fine but in most cases they've been from earth and they've been from earth in the 2000s you know um they i i I like the idea that they might be going okay if they're going to pick somebody up from earth that's fine i understand why the writers want to do that because um having an earth character on there helps bring the audience along you know she's the filter for the audience that's sort of the point but i don't you know you you could do that you could go slightly back in time um you know by by sort of 20 30 years and pick somebody up from like you know the 80s or the 70s or the 60s or something and yeah uh, that that would be an interesting slight twist on on rather than turning up on a council estate and randomly picking somebody up from like you know 2000 and uh you know 2016 you know so um so yeah i think she's she's come across really well she's i mean we don't know an awful lot more about her than than the few little videos there have been so far um so uh she's just sort of said i'm incredibly excited to be joining the doctor family it's such an extraordinary british institution i couldn't be proud to call the tardis my home which is a sort of generic Mm -hmm. quote really but um Peter Capaldi said uh, she is a fine actress with a wonderful zest and charm. She's a refreshing addition to the TARDIS and will bring a universe of exciting possibilities to the Doctor's adventures. Um, I don't think either of them said that. I think both of those are written by PR companies. Yeah, <laughs> so. oh, definitely, definitely. As a, as a fellow PR person, that is definitely <laughs> written by a PR. Also, a little bit patronising, brings a fresh a bit of fresh air. Yeah. Like, as if all the other... And all the other um, companions have been fantastic. Yeah. They've all been unique in their own way. Yeah. But to say fresh air, that's really patronising. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a refreshing addition, I think, was the term you've made. But it's like, yeah, that, that does make it sound like the others were a bit stale, which is, is not very nice. I think it, it just needs a massive shake-up, you know. Doctor Who needs to become a woman. The companion needs to become a man. <laughs> they need to be Roman. I don't know. It just needs turning on its head. They need to well, be alien. I, I, I think, know. yeah, well... I, I I don't I, I mean yeah the doctor could become a woman I think they but I I think going for an older doctor was an interesting choice I think that was an interesting shift in the dynamic because he'd been a much kind of you know younger kind of running around sort of doctor and and I think Peter Capaldi's been quite a shift in that um, yeah. I, I just would like to see them do something slightly different with the companions yeah. rather than just yeah. picking up some random earth person um you know aliens uh have uh you know i I like the fact that they had um uh two people when they had rory and uh, uh um amy pond you know yeah. i i thought you know it was nice having a couple of people because you know peter davison which was my doctor um had like three or four people <laughs> in the yeah. tardis at once so you know there's nothing wrong with adding more people in um it doesn't need to be the doctor and one person so yeah, no, I, th- no. I think it'd be it'd be good if they could do a bit more of that. But uh, but yeah, yeah. so uh, as I say, we might see her in the Christmas special, but she won't appear properly until um, next year, which I suspect 
I don't know this because they've not given an announcement, but uh, the 10th season will air next year, I reckon, in Easter, because uh, they're filming it this year. So I, right. I, I suspect it will go out in Easter, because usually it, it's been traditionally either Easter or September. So I suspect yeah. it going back to its Easter slot rather than its September slot. Um, that would make sense. So, uh, so yes, bit of time to wait for that. But um, uh, going from... from very old dramas to, to very new dramas. Sky um, have opened their Warchester and, and commissioned six new original dramas to go out on Sky Atlantic and Sky One. Um, they've got some huge names attached to them as well. Yeah. You've got, um, first one was one called Gorilla. Uh, it's co-production between Sky Atlantic and Showtime, which they've done a few times before. Um, Strike Back, I think, was, was was that Showtime or that somebody else? But they've done those sort of co-productions before. Um, so that's starring Idris Elba. Uh, it's a described as a love story against the backdrop of one of the most explosive, politically explosive times in UK history. Um, it's written by the Academy Award winner John Ridley, who's the guy behind American crime and 12 years a slave tells the story of a politically active couple whose relationship and values are tested when they liberate a political prisoner and form a radical underground cell in the 1970s london uh, ultimate target becomes the black power desk a true life secret counterintelligent unit with within special branch dedicated to crush, crushing all forms of black activism um so yeah, I mean that that sounds kind of fairly weighty. Uh, it's been shot this year. It sounds rather heavy. <laughs> yeah, I mean it it does, but um, you know, uh, one thing Idris Elba does brilliantly is heavy drama. So uh, I suspect that maybe another one of these one-off things that we're talking about. I, I would think um, it's uh, six-hour-long episodes. It's been shot in London. Um, later this year, late summer, and will air next year, but don't know when yet. Um, so yeah, that that's the first one. But yeah, sounds good. I, I I'd say. Yes. Um, so next one is called Tin Star, uh, created by the screenwriter of Twenty Eight Days Later and Brighton Rock, Rowan Joffrey. Tin Star is a revenge thriller starring Tim Roth. Um, who you know from Light to Me and Hateful Eight yes. and a million other movies, uh, and Christina Hendricks from Mad Men and was in Firefly, of course. Um, the show is produced by Kudos, who are the hit factory that's behind the tunnel, humans, Broadchurch, Spooks, Hustle, Life on Mars, Ashes to Ashes. Um, <laughs> basically anything you've watched on BBC, uh, pretty yeah. much, or ITV, or any of those major huge hit dramas, um, Kudos have been behind them. So Tim Starr is the story of, of a guy called Jim Worth, his next metropolitan police detective who has moved his family to the Rocky Mountains to start a new life as local police in a little idyllic community. Um, small town is overrun by migrant workers from a mass- massive new oil refinery, the wave of drugs, prostitution and organised crime that follows threaten to sweep away everything in its wake. When Jim makes a stand, his act appears to prompt a mysterious assassins to unleash sudden and violent retribution on Jim and his family, resulting in tragedy, uh, irrevocably shattering the peace that they have found in this one perfect, once perfect town. Um, so they're then investigating who's behind the attack. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of um, again 
sounds pretty kind of heavy uh but but yeah. Um, yeah. you know that they're, they're they're pulling out all the stops for these things i mean that's a that's a fairly phenomenal uh screenwriter behind it you've got i mean christina yeah. hendrix is brilliant tim roth is fantastic as well um so you've got some huge names don't know when that's going to air yet but um they've just announced that they've commissioned it so uh that's a sky atlantic show as well uh cool it seems like everything went quite well with Fortitude and the tunnel, and they just went, screw it, we'll just make loads of these. Sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's that. There's one called uh, Riviera by, um, again, Sky Atlantic. This one is, this is from the Oscar winner writer director Neil Jordan, who is behind movies like Michael Collins. He was behind The Borgias, which was on Sky Atlantic. He's teamed up with Booker Prize-winning author John Barnville, who wrote a book called The Sea, uh, to create Riviera, starring Julia Stiles, who is from the Jason Bourne movies. She was in Dexter as well. Um, This star Stiles is a girl called Georgina, who is newly married to a billionaire um, who is killed in a yacht explosion. She's then shocked to discover that his fortune um, and their lifestyle is tainted with dishonesty, double-dealing crime and ultimately murder. So she's helped by her husband's first wife to undergo an education in lying, double-dealing, outright theft and shocking criminality. Uh, <coughs> she has to learn fast to maintain uh, the mansion and save family from its enemies and from itself. So, yeah, that that sounds kind of interesting. That sounds a bit a bit sort of lighter, but but proper thrillery kind of... Yeah. A bit sort of interesting thriller, backstabby kind of show, maybe. I don't know. It could be interesting to see how she picks up the, uh, you know, the the lying, cheating, stealing, and all that. Mm. But, um, yeah, that could be another heavy one. Yeah, in- interesting. <laughs> lighter. Give give me something lighter. Yeah, well, that... my attention. <laughs> I don't know. I I think that that could be depends how they play it, but but yeah. uh, that that could be properly kind of scenery chewing in places. That could be. I mean, I like yeah, the idea yeah. that that it's. Um, it's the mm. the second wife and sort of goes back to the first wife to 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 help her out and kind of learn how to deal with this sort of stuff is kind of interesting um so yes those are all sky atlantic on sky one uh they've got one called delicious written by uh, the guy behind mr selfridge dan sefton and starring dawn french set in cornwall described as a story of love heartbreak food and female friendship dawn stars as essential and passionate cook gina who was once married to leo vincent a successful entrepreneur chef and hotel owner who she says daughter leo made his fortune from his exceptional italian cooking a family tradition she he inherited from his ex-wife and runs the idyllic Penrose Hotel in Tamar Valley. Um, since divorcing Gina, Leo's culinary empire has continued to grow with the future success now shared with his new wife, Samantha. However, Leo is keeping a secret, a secret which is set to upturn all their lives. In a friendship already born out of betrayal, G- Gina and Sam face the secret and scandal that will bind them together in the most unlikely of circumstances. Doesn't sound lighter, <laughs> considering no, that Dawn French uh, is is the star of it. So it might be a kind of uh, I don't know more more dramatic role for her possibly, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's from the guy that wrote Mr. Selfridge, and I mean that's that's a fairly light show as well. So I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Interesting. Yeah. Also coming to Sky One is Jamestown. Uh, comes from Carnival Films, who are the award-winning producers of Downton Abbey um, and Lucky Man. It's written by Bill Gallagher, who uh, wrote Clark Rice to Candleford and Paradise. 
It's an eight-part series starring Max Beasley and uh, Jason Fleming, who's from Lockstock and Primeval. So this is set in 90, uh, sorry, 1619. Uh, Jamestown follows settlers as they establish a community in the New World. Amongst those landing on the shore are a group of women destined to be married to men in Jamestown, including three spirited women from England. Leaving their own lives behind, these women have to embark on a journey to start afresh, fulfil their dreams and become female pioneers in an exciting new Western outpost. Um, so I, I, I kind of like, I, I quite like the setting for this. The fact that it's yeah. sort of old America and and uh, you, you don't see an awful lot of of that kind of time period. Certainly not in yeah. set up as you know done by English country uh, companies anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, I'm, that that sounds like it could be quite interesting. Um, and then there's the last Dragon Slayer, which is coming to Sky One. This is their big Christmas one, based on the first of uh, Jasper Fjord's series of novels, adapted by Tom Tom Edge, who uh, wrote Scrotal Recall. Apparently, uh, <laughs> series will start. Right. <laughs> I, I think that was a TV show. I think it was a Channel Four show. The uh, series will star Elsie Chappelle, uh, jo- John Bradbury, who's Game of Thrones, and Ricking Tomlinson from Royal Family. Don't know any more about it than that, other than it's it's the uh, the big Sky Christmas show for this year. Right, um, okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm that that I'm I'm quite looking forward to because they're usually quite good. I think they what did they do this year? Fungus the Bogeyman they did this year, but the I really like the Terry Pratchett ones. I know a lot of people, a lot of Pratchett people yeah. say they chopped too much out, but they were, I thought they did a reasonable job with them. So, any of those particularly grab your fancy it's all a bit heavy like, <laughs> like you've been saying throughout and my my attention span is is short um last dragon Slayer is probably the one that stands out the most because you know i'm a sci-fi fantasy yes. geek but it depends if it's going to be over the top kiddie yeah it yeah. is going to be family i would have thought that um because those big christmas things tend to be more family orientated yeah. but i don't know Difficult we'll to say. We'll see. That's the one that stands out for me at the moment. But yeah, well, uh, we'll see. I'll keep an open mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like Fortitude, and that that certainly can't be considered light. So that's true. But that was more of a horror. So ho- horror, sci-fi, yeah, um, and fantasy. You're all fine. So yeah, yeah. They're, yeah they're, we'll they are far more straight drama. A lot of that. Yeah. Uh, so. That's that's new things coming to Sky. Um, from the other side of the pond, um, there are, are some early buzz coming out about some of the pilots um, that because they are in the middle of pilot season. So these aren't necessarily things that have been picked up yet, but the early buzz from the US is basically saying that these are almost guaranteed to come out as, unless something goes horribly wrong. Um so, are these the ones I need to leave the room for? So, so, yeah. so some of these, yeah, some of these are going to wildly annoy you because there are an awful, awful lot of uh, remakes and spin-offs. Um, so, <laughs> so the first one um, is an original series. This is definitely coming because it's ordered straight to series. Uh, we've, we have mentioned it before. It's Designated Survivor, which is Kiefer Sutherland's new show. Uh, it's a low-level U.S. cabinet minister who suddenly be, is appointed president after a catastrophic attack during the State of the Union kills everyone above him in the line of succession. So, um, and uh, yeah, starts Keith Sutherland basically becoming president essentially. Right. Um, 
So it's uh, from uh, David Guggenheim, who's the guy that wrote uh, NYPD Blue. He's been involved with ER24, Alias the Shield, Deadwood. It's got uh, Natasha McConey from Californication and The Truman Show, Maggie Q from Nikita and Stalker, Adam Canto from The Following, Italiana Ricci, who played Silver Banshee in Supergirl, Carl Penn, who is Kumar from Harold and Kumar. And uh, he was also in House, which, um, minor fact, uh, he left, he got, I don't know whether you ever watched House, but he was in House and he got, his character got killed off. And the reason they killed his character off is because he came in one day and said, uh, sorry, I'm going to have to leave. I'm becoming Obama's um, Associate Director of Public Engagement. And went what? to and went to work at the White House because well, he, he he actually did. Or yes, that was a joke. No, no, no. He actually did. He worked. He 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 uh, he left being an actor, having done um, three stoner movies, and then getting a part on House um, as one of the one of the you know the the people that House yeah. abuses on a regular basis. Um, he he basically came in one day and said. Um, the the Obama administration have been in contact because I think he he uh, he read political science and he's quite politically active. Um, okay. And uh, and and the Obama administration had got in contact with him and said he wanted uh, he they wanted him to be associate director of public engagement. So he he, he came in and hand, basically handed in his notice on the show. So they had to sort of find a way to kill him off quickly, and uh, and Jesus. left and joined the Obama administration. <laughs> And now he's come back. Um, yeah. So and now he's he's now that's sort of done. So he's he's starting to to come back into acting. Um, but yeah, he's and this is his first kind of acting big acting gig, I guess. Uh, but uh, does it, that's on designated survivor. I don't. Know, do you? That, I I think that sounds like an interesting idea for the for a show. Although it, it is very reminiscent of a film called King Ralph, starring John Goodman. Um, which uh, which is where an American ends up becoming the king because the entire royal family are killed uh, in in some freak accident. <laughs> um, this isn't a comedy. <laughs> There's a lot of thingies, though. I mean, I, I've enjoyed quite a lot of them, but there are a lot of these. Um, that's the next thing now. They've moved away from the zombies and the horrors and stuff like that, although there's plenty of those being pumped out. There, there's a lot of these American presidential mm. things. Yes. So you've, got, you've got Scandal. You've got, I mean, I know some are comedy and all that, but you've got Scandal, you've got Veep, you've got Madam Secretary. Yeah. Um, all, all, yeah, all of those are actually quite strong female lead which is good to see yeah um yeah it's like another president thing <laughs> yeah yeah um but you know it's it's Kiefer and i they've got a reasonable team behind it i think so i i, I always find Kiefer fairly watchable so we'll, we'll see um but but that has gone straight to series, so I suspect it will end up I I'm over here, and I suspect it will end up on Sky One because they seem to always buy yeah. Kiefer Sutherland things. So so there's that uh, Marvel's Most Wanted as well. Uh, the, the that seems to be likely to go ahead. Uh, this is the uh, spin-off from Agents of Shield, starring Bobby Morse uh, and Lance her, her hubby uh, Lance Hunt. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Um, as two ex-spies and ex-spouses who were on the run, this ties into an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a couple of episodes back where they left that show. And the reason that they kicked them out of that show is to to spin them off into this. So, Which, um, by the way, was re- I mean, I, I'm a massive Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan. Love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But the way that was done, it was done so poorly. <laughs> like, like... Oh, you can't you can't be in Shield anymore. Just in case the Russians ever find out again, you're meant to be a secret organization. <laughs> Nobody should know what you do. <laughs> yeah, that is a fair it's, point. That, that's part of the job, um, and it, I just thought it was really badly, yeah, done. Yeah, um, and all. I mean, they are quite. I, I do Bobby especially. I do quite like them as characters, but when they're in a team, I don't know what an entire series of them is going to be like. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, and unfortunately for Agent Carter, this might be the thing that kills Agent Carter. Um, oh! So, uh, because the the numbers have been horrendous on Agent Carter this year. Uh, really? Yeah, 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 really bad. Um, so, so that's looking distinctly likely probably won't come back, and this will probably take its place. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I mean, I didn't think it was strong as strong this season. I love the characters. I just think the story wasn't as strong this season. Yeah. Um, maybe that's it. I, 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 I think maybe it could have been a bit more cleverly written. Maybe yeah. they could tie it back into the films a little bit more. That yeah. might have helped it. Um you, you know setting things up maybe i don't, I don't know the, i but i love i i love hayley atwell uh i think the guy that plays jarvis is brilliant i love that relationship between the two they're very very funny and i would love to see it back and and have another shot at it um I, I, you know but uh it's it's looking increasingly likely that might not be to return i mean it's one saving grace is the fact that um, it's it's on ABC, which is owned by Disney, and yeah. it's you know it's, so it's only a case of them spending money on making it, not them having to fork out money to buy it from somebody somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So you know there is that, but it, you know, tricky. Uh, it, it sounds like they may, you know, they may go with this instead. Um, uh, and honestly, out of the two, I I kind of rather see another series of Agent Carter with the writing improved a bit. But uh, yeah, anyway. well, it's more different because Bobby, um, uh, whatever it's called, the thing it's, it's not going to be too dissimilar from Shield, really. Yeah. Whereas at least at least Agent Carter is. It's a different if it's a different era, different tech. You know, yeah. in fact, Agent Carter and Shield half the time take away the Quinjet. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be a shame if they get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, it would be a shame. So we'll see. I mean, we still don't know yet. Uh, next month is when all the renewals and stuff come through, so we should know by then uh, whether it's survived or not. Um, next up, uh, Twenty Four Legacy, which is is the first of of the the kind of reboots of an old show. 
So they rebooted twenty four. Basically, I mean, moving it on, it's it's a a continuation of the original storyline. They're not like recasting Jack Bauer or anything. So this story follows a military hero returning to the US uh, with trouble that follows him back, compels him to ask CTU to help save his life um, while stopping what potentially could be one of the largest scale terror attacks on American soil. Told in real time, as usual, uh, with 24. It stars Corey Hawkins, who played Heath in The Walking Dead, but more importantly, played Dr. Dre in Straight Out Compton and was absolutely brilliant in it. Um, it's got Miranda Otto, who was in Homeland, the last season of Homeland. Um, she played the double agent. Anna Diop, who's been in The Messengers. Teddy Sears, who you will know that name because he's been on, uh, he played Jay Garrick in Flash recently. Oh, yes, yeah. And uh, Jimmy Smits, who uh, has been in Sons of Anarchy, Dexter, Star Wars, uh, West Wing, God knows how many other things as well, so you'll know that <laughs> face. Uh, Dan Bukowski, who was in The Comeback, he played Billy Stanton, and Web Therapy played Jerome Sokloff. Uh, he's been in Scandal as well, played somebody called James Novak. So I've not watched any of those shows, but I know you you watch some of those. So you need to watch Scandal. Scandal's amazing. Yeah, I think I, uh, yeah. I yeah I I'll have to go and check because I know some of them have popped up on Netflix now. Carl Pina from Rome and uh, Charlie Hoffenmein from Mad Men. Um, he played Abe Drexler in Mad Men. So they've got a fairly fairly high end cast going into it it's all the same yeah. people that was behind uh, uh 24 before and homeland because uh, that's the same team that does both those shows so it's howard gordon manny koto yeah. evan katz it's it, brian grazer it's all those guys again um coming back to do 24 so it's it is it's 24 without jack bauer right. with a new lead i do really like Corey hawkins though so i i think i, I and i I think the writing on those, particularly, you know, Homeland, I think is a great show. 24, the original series, I thought was a great show. So I I suspect this will do quite well. Um, yeah. And uh, again, not officially commissioned yet, but it's looking distinctly like it will be. So yeah, yeah we'll see. Uh, so next one, the first of the, the film converts, The Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that sigh. Um, Did you? It wasn't quite enough, was it? The, so it's a serialized psychological thriller following two different men tackling one family's case of horrifying demon, demonic possession and confronting the face of uh, true evil. Inspired by the original novel, stars Alfonso Herrera, who was Hernando in Sensate. Ben Daniels from House of Cards, Merlin, Law and Order UK, Gina Davis from Commander in Chief and Grey's Anatomy, um, and a few other people as well. So um, you said Gina Davis, then? Y- yes, as in la- right, okay, as in Gina Davis, yes, yeah, um, right. The slight, that's, uh, yeah. that's a strange one. Sorry, yes. carry on. <laughs> um, the, the slightly worrying thing is it's been written by Jeremy Slater, and I don't want to judge him by one script, but he was the guy that wrote the Fantastic Four. That's that's the the most oh, recent oh. Fantastic Four. It can't bode well, surely. No, it can't. Why have they let him pick up a pen again? I yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not entirely convinced by that. I mean, you know, there there has been some interesting things. I know the um, uh, the the remake of um, 
Tread carefully. Side... If you said remake, tread carefully. <laughs> the, the, rem- the, the, re- the the or the TV adaptation of uh, of Psycho, the Bates Motel um, oh. show, has gone down fairly well. And I suppose it's kind of in that sort of vein. I guess. I I've, I'm not convinced. I have to say, no, I'm not either. Um, yeah. So you know, because at least with the Bates Motel thing, they they went with the same character, but sort of a, a, basically a TV show, which was a prequel of the film, was yeah. sort of it. But um, which I think you could sort of I, I'll allow that. <laughs> um, but it's ridiculous things like Rush Hour, which every time that yes. comes on TV just annoys me. And there's a part of me that thinks, is it not just a little bit racist? <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah. just pick another black guy and another Chinese guy and put them together. Yeah. Um, sort of I mean I, I did see the first episode of it. It's not particularly good. Um yeah. interesting, the next one on the list is uh not massively dissimilar because it's a TV remake of Lethal Weapon. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um th- this But how would they do that? Because I mean like Lethal Weapon, it was very what was it? Eighties? Yeah, eighties. Yeah, it started. So, so it was a. It's a very eighties film. So how are they going to do that? Are they going to set it? Are they going to replicate that style or update it? No, because the they, charm of the weapon was its eightiesness. That's a word. Yeah, a word. I'll make it a word. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the problem is, it's that those two characters were were so much those two guys as well you've got the same problem that you have with rush hour really with this show they're trying to force i mean those sort of those sort of films and tv programs it relies on the chemistry between yeah it's almost like a double act between those two people yeah um i mean who it was it who was it in um rush hour was it chris not chris rock is it chris rock uh chris rock rush rush hour no uh chris tucker that's it, Chris Tucker. Um, it's Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. Like there, I mean, Chris Tucker made it for me. He yeah. just he makes it for any film. I mean, it was bloody amazing as Ruby Rod in. Um, <laughs> yes, he was uh, great in that. Yeah. I mean, he's just playing Chris Tucker. Um, but it, it is those sort of films and TV series. It is about sort of that relationship between those two characters, and they kind of just throw people together when they remake them, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so they cast a guy called uh, Clay Crawford, who's been in Rectify, NCIS New Orleans, and 24 as Riggs, and uh, Damon Wayne Sr. as uh, Murta, uh, which is a reasonable bit of casting. I don't know Clay Crawford at all. Damon Wayne Sr. was in The Last Boy Scout. He had a, a TV show called Damon. Um, he's dad of Damon Wayne Jr., who is on New Girl, uh, plays coach in New Girl. So, I mean, that's that's not a bad bit of casting, but uh, I, 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 no, I really, I, I'm not convinced that's going to be particularly good. Um yeah. So uh, next we've got uh, I'm Not Your Friend, which is uh, Matt LeBlanc's loose sitcom. It's about a contractor that learns to raise his kids. He learns raising his kids is more challenging than he expected when his wife goes back to work. So it's a fairly standard sitcom setup. Uh, It's written by Jeff Filgo, who's the writer of that 70s show. I mean, who knows? Um, (laughs) 
I mean, it's the the two leads are, are Matt LeBlanc and uh, Jenna Fisher, who was um, Rhonda in uh, You Me and the Apocalypse, and she was in the US version of The Office. Um, uh, those are the two main leads. It just sounds a bit generic sitcom for my liking. Yeah. I mean, I like Matt LeBlanc. Um, I think he's brilliant in episodes. I think episodes is a wonderfully written show. And this might be fine, but it does sound very generic sitcom to yeah. me. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Next movie conversion, uh, Cruel Intentions. <laughs> oh. uh, starring, this is a continuation of the movie rather than a complete remake. Uh, they've got Sarah Michelle Gellar back playing the grown-up version of, it was Catherine, I think, the character she was in in, uh, in that. Catherine uh, vies for the control of the of, of the company as well as the soul of bash casey the son of the brother of the late sebastian who was the uh and, and annette who who were the the two other people she was in the movie with they're not coming back uh, <laughs> Upon discovering her, his late father's legacy in a hidden journal, Bash is introduced to the world of sex, money, power, and corruption he never could have imagined. So, I don't know. It, it's, it, it has some potential, I guess. But you do sort of think, for God's sake, think of some original ideas. Because, I mean, Cruel Intentions is based off... Um, wasn't it based off Dangerous Liaisons, I think? I think so, something like that. It was um, a teen version, wasn't it? Yes, it's sort of a teen version of Dangerous Liaisons. So, you know, uh, uh, well, yeah, whatever. Um, so there's that. I mean, Go on. The, um, we know uh, there's a guy that uh, works for Adam, a guy called Jake, who's very excited about this, because I think but it's more because it's Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> He's a massive Buffy geek. Um, yeah, just leave things alone. Like, you know, like Scream... Yes, uh, I, we watched a few episodes of that. It started off okay, and then just plummeted. Um, <laughs> it just it's just leave things alone. Um, yeah, I I mean, it could be it could be fine. It it could be, you know, silly over the top, but he, you know, entertaining fun like quite a lot of the Shondaland. Um, shows are yeah um i i suspect that's where it's kind of pitched is that that's yeah. sort of how to get away with murder kind of bracket but um yeah i i don't know and I, I do like sarah michelle geller but she's in desperate need of a hit at the moment yeah. um so uh next one is emerald city which is a dark edgy version of the wizard of oz based on the land of oz books by frank albaum stars jared howell playing Jack, best known for uh, playing Vladimir Dracula as young, in Young Jacka, Dracula. Uh, um, Adriana Ajura, who's Dorothy Gale, who was in True Detective. The interesting thing that got me about this, though, is Vincent D'Onofrio is playing the wizard, apparently. Who's that? Vincent you know, D'Onofrio, names. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio uh, played Kingpin in Daredevil. What? Okay, that's weird. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean I can sort of see why I mean he's he's got an interesting kind of way of speaking in the voice and I don't know, um, yeah. but but yes it's given that the whole thing about the wizard is the fact that he's not this big hulking guy, yeah um, he's this kind of weedy little guy using this so I don't know maybe they maybe they're just using his voice I don't know, um, so right. yeah. That I think was pitched last year, and then it's got kind of recycled and it's bounced around networks. So 
God knows what will happen right. with that. But uh, but yeah, I think and worryingly it's at NBC at the moment, which is never a good place for a show to be. So no, um, no, never. <laughs> so there's those um, other other things that I really just made this list because I I wanted to see your head explode. Uh, Chicago Justice, which is a spin-off of the rest of the Chicago franchise. There is a spin-off from Blacklist apparently in the works. There is a a event series of Prison Break. They're bringing that back. There is a TV show based on Taken coming. Uh, there is a You're show. Killing me here. You're absolutely <laughs> killing me. Honest to God. There is a uh, there is a show called Drew based on Nancy Drew, but it's Nancy Drew as a thirty year old and as a reporter. So kind of takes away the whole point of Nancy Drew being Nancy Drew in the first place. Um, there is Riverdale, which is. Um, from eight, that could be interesting because it's based on the Archie comics, which is an odd thing to base something on. Uh, but it's frog from um Greg Berlanti, who's the guy behind Flash and Arrow and all those shows. Um, so yeah. it's going to be a kind of teen drama thing, but apparently it's, it's getting some quite good buzz. And there is a remake of MacGyver in the works as well. Jesus, <laughs> so uh, all that stuff, lovely, lovely stuff to look forward to. <laughs> Right. Right. They have gone a bit mental on on the sort of remakes and continuations this year. Um, I mean, who knows whether all all of those will make three, but they are all apparently in contention, in very strong contention, all their shows. So uh, we'll we'll see. But uh, but yeah, interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. So giving you a bit of time to recover, we shall move on uh, to this week's interview. The interview this week is quite a big one. It's with Rutger Hauer, who is pretty much a legend of film and TV. Um, He's best known of playing the replicant Roy in the Blade Runner movie. Um, Which I watched for the first time a couple of weeks ago. You watched for the first time. That's appalling, Christopher. I brought it on (laughs) Blu-ray, special edition Blu-ray. It's been on my list for ages, and yeah, I loved it. It doesn't didn't disappoint. Yes, yes. I can't believe you've only just seen that for the first time. That terrible, terrible, terrible geek you are. Um, So yes, he's best known as playing uh, the replicant Roy in Blade Runner. You may have also seen him more recently as Niall in uh, True Blood, where he plays the fairy grandfather to Suki. Um, he's appeared in hundreds of movies and TV shows. He's been in Gallivant recently. He was in Batman Begins. He was also in the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie as well. So, was he the master? Was, who uh, was he? No, he was come with the character's name. Uh, he It was... All pretty awful that film, but, uh, but yeah, yeah it was. He, it was um, he he played one of the. I, I think he was. He was kind of the big bad vampire in that. But uh, he came onto the show because he's got a new project in the works. It's his very first audio drama uh, called Alien Out of the Shadows. It's it's a apparently I think it's in canon. It's an official kind of thing. Uh, it's set between Alien and Aliens takes a place aboard a mining freighter called the Marion, which discovers Ripley's shuttle slash lifeboat from the Narcissus. So ends up talking with it. It seemingly is there to help. But uh, Ash, who is the onboard computer, which is voiced by Rugawa, uh, has a secret mission of its own. If you know anything about the uh, the mining corporations and the people that control them you, and the fact that there are aliens floating about, you can probably guess what that is. Mm. So um, 
Yeah, this this was done a few weeks back. We uh, got a chance to sit down and have a chat with him. I think it's about 15 minutes long. Uh, so we had this chat with uh, Rudger Hauer. He was very entertaining, quite lively to talk to. Uh, so uh, listen to the interview. We'll talk to you afterwards and give you some air dates. Hi. Hi, Rutger. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You're, you're you're on to talk about your uh, the, your involvement with the Alien Out of the Shadows audio book. Do you um yeah. do you want to give me a, a bit of background about um who you're playing? Uh, yeah, I. Uh, it's a very interesting character. He, it's a voice uh, in, in space, basically. Uh, that is. It's a lost voice in space. <laughs> it can't get any better. Um, and, 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 and we have to call it a character. It's a computer. It's a computer program, basically. Yeah. And it's very sophisticated, and it's a monitoring. He's like a bot monitoring for a company who made him the progress of their travels and what happens. And he has a mission to bring something very special back to base to that company. Uh, I know that's very vague. And, uh, <laughs> and it, yeah. Well, um, but if you want to really know this, you have to read the damn description because it takes about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You, the, and the, I don't really understand it. So. <laughs> this is, it's actually um, the the sort of disembodied computer voice of Ash, who was a character yeah. that Ian Holm played in the, yeah. uh, in the yeah. original film, it, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yes. But, you know, I don't have his body, and he, he I think he had one at one point. Maybe he did, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I don't have one, so I, I, I can dress how I want and uh, <laughs> can just be in the computer. It's very, I love the project. It's so tightly written, and it's the director and the writer, we worked uh, hard to make it, you know, as good as we could make it. We cut a lot of stuff, and we added a lot of stuff. It's not going to be in there all, but I yeah. think in the end, in the end, he will have something very strong, and I hope you know. And that's kind of good for this character because it's written like you know somebody who tells you the story that happened. Yeah, uh, you know, like uh, I don't know how you call these people, but it's like uh, well. Listen to this one, you know, it's like soap <laughs> opera almost. <but laughs> this sort of setup is great for it. Yeah. And, um, how, how did you get involved with the project? Uh, let's see. My agent called me <laughs> and said, uh, you think this is interesting? And then I, I read it. And to be honest, I said, you know, that he, that he wanted, the director really wanted to work, you know, with me. Yeah. Uh, they they were thinking of a part, and then when I read the part, I thought it was too much work <laughs> to do so quickly. Yeah. Uh, and I really didn't feel, I felt that this was a part that should, that belonged to another actor. Uh, I shouldn't do the part, but I said, sorry, I, you know, I, I'm not going to do the part. There's another part that I like. If you think that makes sense, then it's your, I'm yours, but yeah. not the, not this one. And I'm saying that, you know, in all honesty, because I don't want to, I don't want to play parts that belong to somebody else. Yeah. And I don't really want to play parts that I don't feel I belong to. You know? Yeah. So that's how I got to Ash. And Ash, I thought, you know, if, if he wants me for Ash, I think I can do something special with it. 
and uh, so and that's what we tried to do, and it was great. Yeah, yeah. Really, uh, nice, 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 nice work. Uh, the, the the terrible thing about audio is that audio needs everything that is being said. Yeah, and that's not where I live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mumble my way through movies, but that's different. You know? <laughs> yeah. Is this the first straight audio thing you've done? Yeah, first ever, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And it's the first time you've been involved with the Aliens franchise as well, isn't it? Which um, I kind of feel yeah. that you probably – you're an actor that, that – it feels like he should have been involved in it at some point before now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't have feelings that way. And <laughs> I think there was a franchise once for Blade Runner, but it was it was really funny and lame, and I don't think it took off yeah. anyway. Yeah, you know, I, I'm 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 a little bit allergic to the to the franchise part. <laughs> I know it makes a lot of money. I understand, but. Uh, I'd rather prefer not to have, you know, Ash Dolls or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you bring up um, Blade Runner, of course, which is what a lot of people will know you from. Interesting in this, you're playing the disembodied voice of an android rather than an actual android as well, I guess. (laughs) And and, uh, a lot of people will know you from from some of your your other work as well. Your... yeah. Uh, True Blood will will be one where yeah. people will yeah. know you. How how was working on on that? True Blood was ah, True Blood was like a a bloody monster. What can I say? It was it was a lot of hard work with four different directors, and I had to fight for my my grand 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 <laughs> yeah. grandfather <laughs> hard to make him. You know, to make him alive, yeah, and like an old fart, <laughs> uh, and the sidekick, this my grandson in that in that series, he was such a such a sweet, uh, you know, he's as silly as I am, let's say. So we immediately hit it off, and that sort of gave gave room to the the sense of humor between us, yeah, uh, that really helped the show, I think. Uh, but yeah, I, ha- I I remember not having worked that hard in the last like I don't know twenty years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean- so hard, so cold, and I you know I I hate to whine, but I'm just being honest about how hard it was. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I never you know I never think I should say that because hard. <laughs> Easy. I don't, you know, I don't do work that is easy. I make, I do the best I can to make it look like nothing, yeah. or like really nothing. And and the the shortest things, I just, I just watched like a few of my shortest performances, and they're they're sort of like one and a half minutes. I did like four or five of those, and it's it's so much fun to try and make these work for what they are. Yeah. And it's so hard. But anyway. Hard is my, that's my middle name. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, the joy that you get from doing this and working on projects that you like is a hundred times worse, uh, more a hundred times than anything else. And when the audience takes it on the way they do, and, and, you know, like Blade Runner and The Hitch, you know, the name of films that people are still carrying around. Yeah. I mean, there's an, an, an enormous amount of energy that is really the success of this, uh, the stuff that I'm doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the money is great. Sometimes the money is sometimes. That's not the point, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's the joy that comes back to you that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And of course, if you do things, to, you know, for such a long time, you have to, you must do crazy things too because you have to explore, you know, other things. And the whole industry is completely changing now. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's a way of staying away to do to do this in many ways, in the, or just or discover you know little little things that you know, you just didn't know. Yeah. And I discovered a lot while working on this, and it was and it, yeah, it was hard work. You just have to put it in there one day, you know. Yeah. And um, I'm so happy I didn't do Uber. I couldn't have done it, you know. Now I know that. <laughs> I felt it, but I know that I'm too specific, and that would take too much time to, to rework it, and then it would have been a disaster. <laughs> so I'm happy it was a good choice. You know? And I know my directors, too. So yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, you, you know, you you know you know what you're best at, I guess. So you know what suits you. So you know, I don't want to do what suits me. I but I don't want to do what I really shouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Because yeah, you know, because I feel it's you know right for me. Uh, I, I don't know. There's something that has to pull me in, and you can give it a name. Uh, and it can be anything, but it has to pull me in. Yeah. But bottom, bottom line is that I feel there's something, I could do something nice with this. And then you go to work and you try, and then you find out if it's true, you know, or not. Uh, yeah. And then you move on, you know. Yeah. Uh, we've mentioned, mentioned obviously, uh, uh, True Blood. Um, you've you've kind of circled vampires quite a lot. I, I noticed you played Van Helsing. Um, you apparently were the inspiration for Lestat in uh, for Anne Rice interview with a vampire. Um, mm. And uh, the, there's there's another another vampire movie, I, I, uh, which um, is the Buffy the Vampire Slayer film, um, which obviously well, yes. which obviously went on, which I I saw when it came out and actually yeah. really enjoyed, and and uh, you know obviously went on to be this huge Josh Whedon franchise thing. How was working on on, on that? Because you you worked with Donald Sutherland on that, I think. Yeah, well, Donald is the best guy to work with. That's one thing. You know, he is just uh, you know he's like. He's like full of riches, and he's very gentle and very yes, wonderful. As you call him, but let's say Buffy was, of course, you know, Buffy was my girl, and yeah, and uh, I, you know, it was a very tiny film when we started shooting it, very low budget, very alternative, a lot of kids with sharp tongues and written really nice. The language in it is so is delicious. Yeah, it is so uh, this whole you know. Uh, Valley talk is uh, it's just it's almost like a different language. Yeah. And I felt that it had a really nice um, fresh voice and uh, for the time. And you know, I felt it was Sin City. There's some films that uh, and uh, the hobo. You know, there's like a, la- you have a visual uh, a visual language that you read in the script and you go that feels that feels different. Yeah. And, 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 and it, I'm attracted to it. Buffy was one of them. And I had great, you know, rapport with the director and, uh, and with Buffy too, but she was a little reserved. And then, uh, my, my fun for this was, and all my vampires basically are like almost, I, I pay tribute in my own way 
to the character of vampire. And at the time, I was basically seeing Buffy as one of my rehearsals if I ever had a chance for Let's Stop. Because I asked, uh, you know, I was still young for yeah. a little time, but I could, you know, I could play the older version of him, and I still can, but it's too late now, <laughs> uh, because they f***ed it up, and, you know. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it was, you know, so I was hoping, I was kind of hoping that there would be a chance, and, and my fun with it was that my interpretation for all these vampires basically was... Oh my God! Get me out of here! <laughs> get me out of this f-ed up life! Yeah, I'm half this, half that. It has nothing to do with sex. I just want to go. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> you know, and they use you know, and vampires can do anything. They can you know, be mice or be like a zit in your face, you know, or a bat <laughs> or a wolf or an owl or something. So they can change, you know, they can change their. They can change, and it's lovely. It has these links to actors. Yeah. Because it's perfect, you know. It's like the character of the actor is in vampires. And what is the other one? Uh, I don't know. I think there's so, so much affinity in that sort of realm where you play and pretend, you know. And yeah. you know the devil, of course, the devil is part of it. The devil is in there, and he's great, you know. <laughs> you know, and the devil doesn't have this. He has brains. Yeah, he can you over in a good in a good way, you know. And I like that stuff. And I I always think you know the devil is in everybody else and me, and he me over in a good way too, you know. <laughs> so wake up, you know. <laughs> so that was my rehearsal for you know less stuff, less staff, if ever. <laughs> but then Brad Pitt showed up and uh, well, you know, yeah, and that was my favorite. Um, I just block on his name now. Sorry, uh, Tom Cruise. No, shut. The f- <laughs> <laughs> Can I say f- in this? <laughs> it's all right. I'll, I'll stop doing it. But Jesus, <laughs> I'm a bad man. I, I love cursing. I think it's in heart. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's just American, French, and the Italians, they can. They have really. They've got it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, I was, I was going to suggest, I mean, maybe we could sort of just ask about, about the audio experience itself. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Oh, we're right. drifting off. Uh, yeah, we're yeah, drifting we, off. We, we drifted way off. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> with good reason. So um, uh, when, when you're recording this, are you recording uh, with other actors or are they doing you all separately? Uh, I, it helps, but... Uh, I I am a voice that is uh, basically <laughs> isolated. You know, yeah. I'm isolated from everybody. But I had I had the the girl who plays the lead. She came in for a little bit, but I had reserve. And then the director read Hooper, you know, and he did great. And but it helped. Of course, it helps. But this I had to do this with him basically. Yeah. All, all, anyway, so. And it's a very, it's a, I don't know, you know, I just came from Luc Besson where I played the president of the universe and now playing <laughs> this voice, you know, it's just, you know, it, it, they're, they're really nice parts to play, you know? Yeah. Were, were you a fan of the, uh, of the original franchise? Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, really, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it's, I, suppose, um, we, uh, I feel something 
That, well, I could have said, I have a knife on my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to. I was just going to say, like, I should be so happy you're not here. Dave. <laughs> 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 yeah. Dave, thank you so much. Yeah, th- thank you for, for talking to me. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. So that was the interview with Rudger Hauer. I hope you really enjoyed that. Um, he, he was a fascinating to talk to. And uh, yeah, interview slightly broke down towards the end, but it was quite good fun to do. So uh, so yeah, I'm uh, I, hopefully I'll get to talk to him again at some point. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got some air date information. Let's start the air dates off with a few cancellation and renewals updates. Shinara Chronicles, you'll be glad to know, Chris, has been renewed for a second season. Yes. So yes, good. Th- that is back. India Summers, which is the big Channel 4 drama that was a huge hit for its first season, not so much for its second season, so it isn't getting a third. All right, okay. Uh, the, that, the, uh, the, it sort of dropped rather dramatically, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so not good. Uh, Game of Thrones, as we mentioned, has got a seventh season. An update on some of the shows we've been talking about recently. Um, Nashville and Castle are still kind of hanging in the balance as to to whether they're going to be renewed or not. It's looking increasingly bad for The Muppets, Code Black, Agent Carter, Heartbeat, Rush Hour's not looking great, and Dateable isn't looking great. Shows that looking better, uh, Limitless, Criminal Minds, Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, Mysteries of Laura and Supergirl uh, all look like they're potentially getting renewals. Uh, not Good. official stuff with those, but... Uh, I was really surprised with Limitless. Um, it, uh, it's one of my favourite things on TV at the moment. Yes. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's brilliant. It's uh, I know we've had to talk about it in the office, but it, I've really enjoyed it. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. No, I I have to say, it's, I was surprised when they said, oh, well, we're not sure whether that's getting renewal or not, but it seems to it, it seems that it, it more likely it is. And I love it. I think it's it's brilliant. It's kind of not too serious fun it's kind of quirky i i really enjoy that show so i'm i'm looking forward to uh hopefully that gets a a second season in terms of of upcoming air dates uh peaky blinders season three that will be returning on the 5th of may uh so we've got some news about that coming back we will hopefully have some more red carpet stuff with them when they do the premiere in birmingham um next week that is it so uh must be because it's may after that so yeah yeah, so there's that magicians season one of that which is about some students in new york that discover magic is real um so that's a kind of teen fantasy thing that's coming to five star on the 5th of may as well that's at nine o'clock viking season three if you've been following that on the history channel rather than on the uh amazon did you just refer to it as the Amazon? Again? Yeah, I did. I was because my <laughs> my brain stopped, and I knew you picked me up on that. Um, yeah. So if you've been watching it on Amazon, uh, this it's, I think it's probably already aired on there, but it's coming to the History Channel um, on the twenty fourth of May at ten pm. Billions, which is the thing that you've seen advertised absolutely everywhere on Sky Atlantic, that's coming on the twelfth of May at nine pm. Silicon Valley season three is returning on the 12th of May at 10 past 10 as well. Uh, that's a great show. I really enjoy that show. I don't know whether you've watched any of those. I haven't. I'm afraid. It, it, I'm sorry. Well, it's a, it's a comedy well worth catching up with. It's very, very funny. Rovers, which is a new comedy starring Sue Johnson and Craig Cash from the Royal Family about uh, setting a run-down clubhouse of a fictional non-lead football team called Redbridge Rovers. That's coming to Sky One, starts on the 24th of May at 10pm. 
Shades of Blue, there was a few people asking about this online. Um, stars J-Lo as an NYP detective, uh, NYPD detective forced to work with the FBI's anti-corruption task force after they catch her in a sting doing some bad stuff, apparently. Uh, right. th- that's coming to Sky Living in the summer at some point. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, next week on TV, we've got second half of season three of Rain is coming back to Netflix. I've avoided that show like the plague. I it's it's an Americanized <laughs> it's an Americanized version of the British monarchy, which is just horrible. Um, so yes, the, that's that's uh, coming back on the twenty sixth. So that's tonight. That will be available on Netflix. Tomorrow night, 27, 12 Monkeys returns for a second season. Did you watch the near the first of that, first season of that? No, no, I um, I don't think I have the right channel or whatever I need. Sci-fi. What, is, that, is that on Amazon? Or? No, it's no, sci-fi. Ah, okay, Sci-Fi UK, that's on. Um, yeah, that's that's one worth catching if you find it on. If it does pop up on uh, on Netflix or Amazon, it's okay. worth looking at. Heartbeat gets its first season on uh, TLC. That's starring Melissa George as a world-renowned heart transplant surgeon. As I say, we don't get too attached to it because I don't think it's going to last more than one season. Uh, 29th <laughs> of April at 9pm, that starts. Veep returns for its Yay! fifth season. Uh, 2nd of May at 10 past 10, that comes back. I love um, that so much. I know, it's a, such a funny show. Broad City Season 3 stars on, on Comedy Central on the 3rd of May at 11pm. That's coming. Um, and uh, Penny Dreadful Season 3 starts on the 3rd of May at 10pm. That comes back to Sky Atlantic. And that's everything for this week, unless you have anything else you'd like to add. Happy Aliens Day. <laughs> oh, I've... yes. Yes, yeah. that's that's why they're releasing that alien drama today, by the way. Yeah. So because it is very available well today. Yes, very well timed, very well thought out. That's why we've we'll, been we'll holding go, on today. We'll, we'll go back and re-edit this podcast <laughs> and we'll put that still. <laughs> yeah, so it is yeah. Happy Aliens Day to everybody, and you can you can go onto Audible and download that uh, that new new Audible drama about uh, aliens as well. So uh, so yes, go do that. Um, if you want to find out more about uh, air dates and stuff during the week and all the TV news, you can come on to geektown.co.uk. If you want to get in touch, email us at podcast at geektown.co.uk. Uh, leave a message on this post, or you can find us at geektown on Twitter. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown or on Instagram at uh, geektownuk. That's everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 